0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Today, Andrew and I will be answering some of your questions that were submitted to me inside my private Facebook group. And I really love that Andrew and I answered these questions together because it's really cool to just see some different perspectives on the answers that we gave regarding navigating cravings, working through anxiety, regaining motivation back to work out and so much more. And honestly, it's just like so much fun to answer your questions. And one of my favorite parts about being a coach is is actually the coaching. Like I freaking love it. I love sharing my perspective and my knowledge to give you some tools to really make progress with your relationship with food. And I talk about my signature program a lot, Ditch Jackie Diets Academy, which is truly the best place on planet Earth to get coaching, to get support, to get customized feedback for yourself. And this is why I offer three coaching calls every single week for my clients inside this program because I want to expedite your journey. I want you to feel in momentum, to feel supported, to have in the moment tools that will help you make progress every single week. And the best part about the Academy is not just getting customized support, which obviously is incredible, but it's truly about having a community of like-minded ladies who will never make you feel alone. It is so important to feel seen and heard and comforted and reassured that you actually aren't alone in this and there are other women who are feeling the exact same way as you and going through very similar things in which you are going through and it just makes you feel so much better knowing that you don't have to navigate this on your own. So with that being said, I'm really excited to share that Ditch Decade Diets Academy is officially open for enrollment. This is my signature four-month group coaching program with optional VIP one-on-one support that will help you to regain control with food, eat normally, feel confident in your own skin, and of course, end your binge eating for good. This is such a safe, loving community where you're going to feel so welcomed and your journey to becoming binge free will be expedited because a byproduct of connection is is healing. So if you're ready to be flooded with so much compassion and never let a day go by where you're not celebrated by your sisterhood, the Academy is for you. And right now when you join, you will actually save $400 off and get an entire month of coaching with me, for free as a bonus for signing up during this time. So you can check out the link down below and apply and I will be in touch with you to ensure that it's an awesome fit. I cannot wait to support you and I will see you inside the Academy. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host i Lorna Perrozzo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food, and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health. This is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to to this live uh, for cool. tea and teachings and uh today is going to be a little bit different um i asked you guys in my facebook group to drop any questions that you have for me um and there was a few questions so i'm going to go ahead and go to that post and Yay
1: question question
0: Hey, okay. you're so <laughs> wild this morning um yeah. so i'm going to go to those questions and we're going to basically, Andrew and I are just going to answer them. We're just going to both kind of share our perspective, um, what we think, and all of that good stuff. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the first question, um, and I'm always going to keep them anonymous because I'm not sure if you guys want to um, share the names and stuff. So the first question was tips for not overthinking And getting anxious when you know you're going to have a super high calorie meal out. So I'll go first. Okay. And then you can go second.
1: Sweet. So
0: what I would say is, first of all, you're not alone, right? Like it's super common, especially when we've been dieting and we are, you know, tracking calories and macros and, you know, we are worried about, you know, this is too many calories and it's it's really common to be kind of anxious and, and scared to, you know, go out for dinner, let alone have a high calorie meal. So what I would say is the first thing is how can we not make going out a special, like a big deal? Like what if it was, not something that was a special occasion because every single time we see going out for dinner as like this special occasion or eating a high calorie meal is something that's like a big deal. We make a big deal out of it. And, uh, you know, you said um, when you're going to have a super high calorie meal, a lot of the times we're so focused on calories that. During the day, it's like, well, I better eat low calorie in order to make up for this high calorie meal. Right. So, what I would say is number one, don't put going out for dinner or going out for a high calorie meal on like a pedestal. Like, don't see it as like this big deal or like this big special event. And I know that can be really challenging. Um, if we're like still in the midst of fearing calories and, you know, um, you know, just kind of worried about how much we're eating, what we're eating. Um, but I would just try to normalize your day as much as possible. Not trying to, okay, I can't eat breakfast. I got to eat just spinach for breakfast or lunch because in order, in order for me to be able to have this high calorie meal, no, like just eat breakfast normally, just eat lunch normally. And when you do this, you end up going out for dinner or going to have this super high calorie meal and actually listening to your body and not overdoing it. A lot of the times we make it a big deal, and then we don't eat all day, or it's like very minimal. We're not satisfied with our meals. This is what we have. I should eat this for breakfast because I'm going out for dinner. I should eat this for lunch, and then we're not really satisfied. We might be full, but we're not really satisfied. So then it's like we see it as the all-or-nothing mentality, where it's like, "I'm going out for dinner. It's this big special event. I might as well eat so much, even if I'm full. I got to finish it because it's this big special event. It's I'm making it a big deal type of thing." What are your thoughts? Okay.
1: Oh, it was. I just went. I think I answered everything. <laughs> uh, I, I mean. When she talks about treating the day like it's it's a regular ah, day sure. it's not about uh, i mean
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> just don't mind
1: <laughs> things are things are popping up previous recording. um okay so when she's talking about having your day similar, what people tend to do is they tend to skip meals, they tend to skip meals, because they know that they have a thing to go to, or or they tend to significantly eat less, like it's, it's making sure that you're having all of your meals, like eating the full three meals a day, making sure that you're having three full size and regular meals, right? Another thing as well, too, is like, it's not really about having something high calorie, because sometimes when you're going out, you you're going to eat what's there like you're not going to have a lot of control over what's there but what you can do is you can slow down how fast you eat which also then makes you really aware of your hunger and your fullness if you feel full you're not going to overeat if you have a tendency to do that so slowing down your your um, eating time is really good Um uh eating while staying hydrated. So making sure that you're drinking water while having your meal as well too is a great way to do that for you to determine if it's in fact something that you can need, right? You can totally disagree if you want to disagree. So go for it.
0: Yeah so we,
1: and by the way we disagree on things all the time and this is good it's a part of a healthy conversation so yes disagree with
0: i would disagree i don't think it's a good idea to drink while you eat um just in terms of like digestion and stuff like that uh but i think what you were getting at was like to help you like like feel fuller right
1: to recognize your hunger and your fullness yeah. not everybody is gonna have like everyone's digestion is different right yeah so, yeah, so, so i would say like issue or if you're having digestive issues that probably would be a recommendation for you yeah. but if your digestion is okay then that is
0: i would say pausing to grab a a drink helps you like pause you know like so often it's like when we're going out for dinner it's like like we're not even coming up for air so i like to say like put your fork down put your knife down, like put your utensils down. And I like to use this like rule of thumb where it's like, if food is in your mouth, the food isn't on the fork. So like a lot of the times we're like chewing and then we're already like digging into the next bite. Like put your utensils down and yeah, you can grab a sip of water, like as a little, like kind of a pause or like a pattern interrupt. Um, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, is that all you have? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Uh, That's correct. Next question. Okay, how to get rid of artificial sweeteners? I use them more than I wish, and they are not so good for me.
1: Let me start for this one. Fine. Gonna <laughs> you're
0: gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna take my answer. <laughs>
1: Fine. Um, so I will answer this on a hunger level, and then you can talk. Or, or sorry, on a, on a. Um, the craving level. A lot of times your body, if it's craving some type of sugar in the moment, you have to ask yourself why you're wanting the sweetener in the first place, which is what I would talk about. So is it because your body's asking for energy, in which case you could probably give energy by just eating some more food and eating better quality food. Um, And that's one thing to really take a look at. A lot of people don't realize that sugar is the rawest form of energy and normally if you're craving things like artificial sweeteners it's because it is the easiest thing to digest in the body. The body doesn't have to do any work to break it down. So ask yourself first when are you when is your body asking for the artificial sweeteners, right? Like is it with every meal? Is it only on certain times during the day? That's step number 1. And then step number 2 once you can determine that have energy foods that give you more natural energy, which will make you feel less of that thing to have sweeteners in the first place, artificial or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say to like, remember artificial sweeteners are sweeter than like actual sugar and it's more addicting than actual sugar. Like it's like, it's like cocaine, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 I think if we understand that a lot of the times we think maple syrup has too many carbs and too much sugar. So I have to go the low calorie route and that's better for me. But when reality, it's actually way better for you to eat the raw honey and the maple syrup. And instead of focusing on calories, like the artificial sweeteners have low calories, you're actually going to be number one, saving yourself more calories because because the artificial sweeteners are more addicting than actual sugar, you're actually going to crave more sweets. And because it's zero calories to the brain, it says, I haven't really been fed. I need more food. So you end up actually eating way more. So in terms of getting rid of them, I mean, I would just start the switch, like start slowly. Maybe you're doing five packs of artificial sweeteners. Maybe you it down to four. Maybe you add a little bit of artificial sweetener and then a little bit of honey or a little bit of maple syrup to go slow. Um, but if we, I think this is more of a mindset thing than like what, like the strategy, because you know, like we can just have less artificial sweeteners, but I think there's a lot of fear in doing that because calories and, you know, sugar and carbs. Um, so I think it's more of the mindset piece that we'll have to work on to say like, it's fine to eat maple syrup. It's fine to eat raw honey. Like forget about the carbs, forget about the high calories and see the benefits. Like there are so, ben- so many benefits of like raw honey. Like it's like there's tons of benefits. So um I would just start slowly, maybe do like half like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, uh, and then just slowly wean yourself off. Um, okay, next question. Um, okay how to get that motivation to get back to working out. I just can't get that kick. Mm. So I think everybody has these like waves of like super motivated and then unmotivated. Like I remember a few weeks ago, I was like to Andrew, like, can you create a new workout plan for me? Like, I feel really stagnant with my workouts. And I just like, I've been enjoying like yoga and walking, but I was like, like, I want to get back. I want to kind of get back To like a good routine. So I asked him to like, kind of create a new routine for me. Um, and I think there's kind of three things to get the motivation back. You can talk about motivation because I know you can do that. Um, but I think there's three things anytime I'm not feeling motivated and we both don't like that word motivated, but anytime I'm not feeling this desire to like move my body or exercise, there's three things that we need to focus on. Number one is what I'm doing enjoyable? Like maybe for so long, you've lifted weights. Weights are no longer your thing. Um, maybe, you know, you can try doing yoga. You can try going for a run. Like working out doesn't have to look a certain way. Working out doesn't have to be weight training. It doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be yoga. It can look different. So I would switch it up. Like the other day, I hate running. Andrew and I, like we went for a run and I felt so good. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's different. Right. So number one, finding something maybe different and something that you actually enjoy. We're not forcing ourselves to Weight, uh weight train, we're not forcing ourselves to go for a run, we're doing something that we actually enjoy. Number two, what if you can make it more realistic? A lot of the times when we want to try to get back into working out, it's like, okay, well, I used to do 45-minute workouts, so, like I have to do a 45-minute workout. If you haven't worked out in a while and you're not really feeling that like motivation, what if you literally committed to like a 10-minute workout or a 20-minute workout? Because Make it like you want to make it so easy for you to do it because when you start something, it snowballs and it's so much easier to continue, but it's always that initial step. But if I told myself, I haven't worked out in a while, I'm really unmotivated, I need to go do a 45 minute workout, I would push that off probably. But if it's like in the brain, okay, just 10 minutes, that feels so much more realistic, it feels so much more doable. You can actually like do it, feel really good, and then have that momentum to really keep on going. The third thing that I would say is some type of accountability. So a lot of the times Andrew and I likes to work out at the same time together, although we don't really do like the same workout. It's just like in that environment of having somebody there who's also you know pushing themselves um, maybe like getting really good, like music, like there's, there's so many things that you can do, but I think like accountability, maybe like, you know, doing it with a, a partner or a friend or something like that. But to sum it up, number one, got to be enjoyable and maybe switch it up. Number two, have it be realistic, maybe, you know, narrow down the time. So it's a little bit of a shorter time period. And number three, accountability, and just have fun with it. Don't take it so serious. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Maybe do some Zumba, put on some music, start dancing. Like just moving your body is gonna get the feel-good endorphins flowing. And then that's gonna propel you to wanna to continue.
1: I think the thing with motivation is A lot of people become heavily dependent on it. And the problem with motivation is that cup is like a shot glass. It takes forever to fill. And then it's just a quick down and it's empty again, right? You want to stop relying on motivation to be that thing that moves anything in your life, not just activity. Like you want to be able to do things out of purpose and out of drive and one thing is about really understand. So besides, like Lorna said, finding things to enjoy, your body wants to repeat things that make you feel good. So finding activity that makes you feel good is going to encourage you to repeat it. That's going to tilt you away from leaning on motivation. The second thing too is really sitting down with yourself and figuring out what is the goal? What is the objective? What is your yeah. why for doing it? What is something greater than just the workout itself? Because there's going to be days where everything is, you know, not lining up in your way. And there are still some people every day who might have 15 hours of work, but can still find time for them to be able to do it for themselves. Right. So they don't rely on motivation and you don't have to either. Right. Yeah. A big, big reason for that is, and, and Lorna talked about it real quick without realizing it, atmosphere. Atmosphere is crazy powerful. Right. And just like there are athletes who generate their own atmosphere with certain types of music or like do everything you can to make yourself in a place where you're pumped up and excited about it right yeah create a, a song list that's that's for it you know pick your favorite outfit because we've all got a favorite outfit that we like to to work out in right mm-hmm. maybe it's a, a, again like doing it with a specific set of friends so then afterwards you can go for a coffee or something like make it this thing that becomes an enjoyable part of your day because when you change the atmosphere around something your outlook on how that thing feels changes because people who constantly need need motivation, it's not that they don't want to do those things, but something in their body is not amped up about doing this. So they're fighting negative feedback all the time. And if you're always fighting negative feedback, eventually you're going to cave. You can't do that forever.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think just like summarizing that, it's like focusing on something bigger than like motivation, you know, and like Change up your goals. Like for me, it's like sometimes sometimes the goal might be like I want to like lift heavier, or maybe another goal might be like I want to get stronger. I want better endurance. Like sometimes if we change up the goal too, that can really help. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how to stop the binge right after dinner? What what do I do wrong? Until I have carbs, that is when I feel satisfied. So. If anybody is struggling with nighttime eating, first of all, this is when so many people struggle. Like this is probably the most common time that I see my clients struggle with. And just a lot of people struggle with this is when I struggled with it the most. I do have a program for this. It's called break the late night binge. And I literally teach you exactly how to regain control with food specifically in the evening. Like it's just a program for how to gain control with food late at night. But in short, um, I would say it doesn't sound like your dinner is very satisfying. So you said, until I have carbs, that's when I feel satisfied. So my question is, are you having carbs with your dinner? Because a lot of the times it's like, okay, I have to like, you know, not I eat don't carbs, dodge your carbs, carbs, yeah. A lot of the times it's like I need to, you know, not eat carbs. So like for dinner maybe you're having like protein and vegetables and you're full, but it's like I can keep on eating or I need something sweet or I need those carbs, so then you just end up having them anyways after dinner. So why not just have them with your dinner, right? And again, I don't know if that's particularly your case, but a lot of the times if there is like a lack of satisfaction and like I need to have carbs after dinner, it's typically because the meal isn't satisfying. So it's you know you can make your dinner more satisfying by adding in some carbs um and then also like during the day like are you restricting carbs from your diet are you saying that your meals need to look a certain way um carbs are nothing to fear and like I probably wouldn't feel satisfied if I didn't have carbs either. Like if I just have like a salad, let's say with like beef or something, it's good, but I love having a side of like quinoa or, uh, we love rice and like sweet potato. Right. So I would just make sure that you're having the carbs with your dinner so that you can actually have your dinner, feel really satisfied and then be able to go on with your evening without like, you know, binging right after dinner
1: carbs are your main fuel source too. So your body is primarily designed to run on carbs for fuel. So if you're shorting yourself from it, you're going to experience a higher chance of cravings. You're going to experience a higher chance of huge energy swings because your body's trying to make up the difference. So if you're going through the day resisting or trying to hold off from having that main fuel source, Mm -hmm. like, eventually you're gonna to have to have it so it's like might as well you know have it in your routine and and again like me and larna we eat carbs we have tons of carbs in in our meal right yeah and, uh, actually like, what do you call that black blackberries
0: Black yeah. rice. Is it black
1: rice? Okay, it's black rice. <laughs> I thought there was going to be. What do
0: you call black me. rice? But, what do you um, call white rice?
1: Huh? I don't know. Like there's basmati. Oh, and okay, there's yeah, like, that's true. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I thought there was going to be some like secret name. There's not. So black rice it is. But it's like yeah. we we like to vary it up. Uh, but we know that carbs, especially for our activity, is really really important. And especially for example, on the days that I run, like. I know that I need more because that's, that's where my energy comes from.
0: And maybe, cause I know that there's two questions keeping this anonymous, but like, maybe you aren't motivated to work out even because maybe you're fatigued and maybe you're not even eating enough carbs, right? Like there's, there's so many things that like go into play with that. Um, but I think another thing that I would say too is for satisfaction, um, like to make sure that you're, you're feeling full and satisfied with your meals too. Like, also, making sure that you're getting enough, enough fat. A lot of people just focus on like protein, protein and vegetables, protein and vegetables. But when you add fat to your meals, whether it's avocado, um, olive oil, which is like so good for your hormonal health, um, like a little nuts, nuts or seeds, um, uh, like olives, or you know whatever for for, for healthy fats. That's going to also keep you satiated and really satisfied as well, too. Um, So just making sure that there's like balanced meals going on. It doesn't have to look like a protein and a vegetable. Can't eat the carbs because, you know, diet culture and can't eat the fat because it's too much fat. Like, let's just get rid of those labels. Let's satisfy ourselves so that we actually don't end up eating way more. Because a lot of the times when we're so meticulous of my meal needs to look a certain way, you're not satisfied. And then you binge and you end up eating so much more later. But if you just have a satisfying meal, you're able to just simply move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's it. Perfect. Cause you only got three minutes anyway. So thank you guys for your questions. We hope that was really helpful. And if you're watching this on the replay and you have like more questions or anything like that, you can just drop them down below. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you found this really helpful and I'd love for you to just share like what your biggest takeaways, um, were in the chat box and yeah, that's it thank you so much for listening to another episode as always i hope this was super valuable and helpful for you and as a friendly reminder my signature four-month group coaching program ditch decade diets academy is open for enrollment This is high-level group coaching and seriously, the best place on planet Earth if you are ready to end your binge eating and be surrounded by a group of ladies who will never make you feel alone. There are also some sweet bonuses this round for joining, so be sure to check all of that information down below in the show notes so that you can apply and get the support that you deserve to eat normally again and finally feel in control with food. I am so excited. I cannot wait to support you and I will see you inside.